Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Week 17 previews and picks are ready for the NFL New Year slate. And Colby has his final NBA tiers list ready to go for the year as well. So sit back, enjoy all the New Year games, and enjoy the show. fellas we're here we got another nice disgusting thursday night matchup for us the titans jv team taking on the dallas cowboys uh game just got underway christian jalen got the whole crew back here christian jalen how are y'all doing tonight doing good the uh, amazon game got these like weird lines going through it they're like showing the player routes and everything so it's going to be interesting to see how Dallas does in a very – where the spread was, what, 12 and a half, I think? It grew uh, to 14 last time I saw. Jeez, man. So, yeah, they expect Dallas to blow them out, but uh, this Titans team is going to prove to be feisty. So, it'll be interesting to see if Dallas can even cover that. Yeah, so the Titans, it's, like, weird because Jalen and we talked about it on Tuesday, but because they're in this weird situation with the Jags where, like, both their games don't matter this week and it just comes down to – their week 18 game. They're like resting people. They saw, they got Josh Dobbs starting instead of Malik Willis, which is kind of disappointing. Cause I was like, Oh, you're going to give me this kind of disgusting matchup with the Titans. Like I at least want to see Malik Willis. I mean, he was awful last week, but Malik Willis sucks. instead we get Josh Dobbs. <laughs> Malik Willis is, might be one of the worst quarterbacks in the entire league. Like that dude fucking blows. Yes. He, he has athletic potential, but yeah. It's a uh, raw. I I gotta say, I I told Jalen this on Tuesday, and we'll talk more about it. Ritter, I still have some faith in, but after seeing Ritter, and especially because Willis, that was the debate. That's who I thought when I mean, we were all here during the draft. That's who we thought the Steelers were drafting. That was kind of the smokescreen that they had. I think they made the right decision as far as yeah. we're gonna pick a quarterback. I think Pickett's the best one. Not that that's a high bar. <laughs> yeah, not no. that that's a high bar. It's just that Malik Willis, like. He, they don't trust the throw at all. Like the man had like a hundred and like forty yards combined in two games. Like what is that stat line? He had like and three now we have pass at halftime or almost. Yeah. Now we have Tennessee legend Josh Dobbs out here. So let's see how this. Hey, he's really goes. smart. That's all. I re- Isn't Josh Dobbs the ones that's just really smart when he went to Tennessee or something? Yeah, he's like a that. rocket scientist. Yeah, he's he's smart. He can figure a playbook out. He'll know when to run and when to hand off the ball to Derrick Henry, which should be 80% of the time. But uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it does. The last thing on Josh Dobbs, because he was on the Steelers for a while. So oh, I need Josh Derrick Henry's Dobbs. not even playing, isn't it? No, yeah, he's out. Um, <laughs> I told you, they're resting. Like, anyone who has, like, a nick or a bruise is out, is resting for the Titans. So, um, Josh Dobbs, the last game he appeared in was for the Steelers in 2020. And he went four of five for two yards. <laughs> How do you have only two yards? Off? I mean, I get it's Matt Cannon's offense. Yeah, I was about to say, what yeah. team was he on? <laughs> was, he, was he on again? What team was he on? He just had a nice throw there. But, yeah, so that's certainly not the prettiest Thursday night game. But we got, we got some better ones uh, during the actual slate. 
Um, so I'm going to just get right into it. The FanDuel lines. First one I got here, huge game, which is sad to say when you look at the records, but a huge game, Carolina at Tampa Bay for basically the NFC South throne. If Tampa wins, I believe they clinched the NFC South. If Carolina wins, they still have to take care of business the last week, but they'll be in the driver's seat for it. Bucks are three-point favorites at home. I mean, probably, if we're being honest, like, the football gods seem to love Tom Brady, so he's probably going to win this one, even though it's been an ugly year. But the Panthers are playing much better. Getting points with the way they ran the ball last week. I like the Panthers here. Getting the three. Um, three and one with Darnold. They've been playing really well under um, Steve Wilkes. I mean, it's hard to see Brady losing this game, but as bad as the Bucs have looked, I mean, Carolina's played a lot better. So I like the Panthers getting points here. I do too. I like the Panthers as well. Um, like we said a couple days ago, it's crazy to think that Sam Darnold is literally the gatekeeper to stopping Tom Brady. So, uh, and if Sam Darnold wins this game, Jets fans are probably going to be eating their hearts out while uh, they're dealing with Zach Wilson's problems. So, Hey, maybe maybe Darnold, this will be a good case for him to be a prodigal son for the Steve Wilkes era. I mean, this would be a good game to prove that. So I'm going with Panthers as well. Like, my heart really, really wants to take the Panthers here. Like, re- I really want to take the Panthers here. But the football gods, I just have a feeling they're going to stomp all over everyone's hopes and dreams and Tampa <laughs> Bay Buccaneers somehow pull some BS off. I'm just going to go with that Buccaneers minus three just because everyone's high hopes are like right there. Like, oh, wow, Panthers can do it. And I really want the Panthers to do it. I just have a feeling them boys in the stripes are going to pull some strings together at the top. <laughs> it's certainly um, so happened before. <laughs> it's happened before. So I will be going with that narrative. I hope, I hope I'm wrong and I hope the Panthers win this. Um, but I'll be taking Bucks minus three. Yeah. Um. All right, fun. I was just thinking about this. At first, I was going to say odds they're both back next year. But last thing on this game, I think let's make a little game out of it. It'll be more fun. Um, who do you think has a better chance of keeping their job for the Panthers for next year? Do you better chance that Darnold is the quarterback week one next year or that Steve Wilkes gets the promoted the, from interim to full-time head coach next year? Hmm. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Steve Wilkes on this one. I think I think Steve I think Steve has done enough for him to get the shot, even if they come back close. Like you have to think about it. like this this team was abysmal <laughs> with Matt Rule. They yeah. lost, <laughs> and Steve Wilkes credit credit up to him. He's gotten the boys like at least buzzing for a good pop. Sam Darnold's playing like prime Aaron Rodgers out here. <laughs> give, give give Steve the job. I'm with you on that. I think I think Steve Wilkes has probably earned like I mean, if they lose these last two games, he might not get it. But I think he he should be a very strong candidate and probably get the job. Um, Donald, I'm gonna need to. I've been burnt by Sam Donald before, so I'm gonna need to see more than a four game stretch. Um, <laughs> no disrespect. Okay, next game less attractive, but high stakes for one team, not the other. Browns at Commanders. Carson Wentz, for some reason, is back as the starting quarterback as the of the Commanders. Like it was the Jalen and I had a whole rant about this on Tuesday. I'm sure you probably agree, Christian. Like that makes no sense. Not sure it, really what Ron Rivera is doing. Um, it pisses me off. It like, like I don't. I generally don't understand how you go back to Carson Wentz. 
Yes, I understand the you know, commanders they've tied one game and lost two in the past three. Yes, I understand that. But you cannot go back to Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is gonna lose this game one hundred percent. One thousand percent. It's gonna eat Ron Rivera. And you can make an argument. Ron might lose his job if Carson loses these games uh, and they don't make the playoffs. I don't think he's gonna lose because, his job, but because, you are it's concerning. <laughs> it's a good. It's a, it's very concerning just because you're going to flip flop like like that, and obviously the players really like Taylor. You can tell they they, they really have a favoritism towards him and when they're on the field. Then, so it pisses me off. Just like how and what are you, what are you doing right now? This is ah, it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah no, I, you're you're in a complete agreement where we were, Chris. <laughs> that sums up what we pretty much said on Tuesday. We yeah. were. I was I almost I was blowing a gasket when I first saw that move on Sunday. Oh man, I I was not happy. It was a close game too, and it's against one of the toughest defenses. Yeah, and that is why, without even knowing the spread, I'm just going to go ahead and hammer down Ken Stefanski's Fighting Browns. <laughs> um, I'm not even going to. Both these teams have questionable quarterback decisions that have been made these last few weeks. So we're just going to go ahead and just take the team with a all around better unit. In my opinion. Okay. Well, so the line is only one. Is commanders are favored by a point and a half. So it's essentially a pickup, basically. Um, I've this. I mean, even though I don't understand that, and I've been a, as big a Heineke skeptic as anyone, and I don't understand that decision at all. But even having said that, I, I think just the Browns have nothing to play for, and Deshaun Watson has been bad since he's come back. He has not been good. Two years of rust. Jalen and I talked about, you know, maybe next year he comes back. He's back to Sean Watson of old. We'll see. Um, but the commanders are at home. Their defense is good. They have everything to play for. And Deshaun Watson has just not been good. This is going to be a gross game, but I, I'm leaning I'm going to take Washington, even though I don't like the Wentz thing. Okay. Uh, give me give me the Browns. I, like, this, this move has pissed me off so much that yeah. I, I'm going to have to take Browns. Like, it's – it's gonna blow up in their face. I can't trust Carson at all. I'm calling I can't trust at least Ron. Ron. Ron, right now, like I was giving praise to Ron a couple weeks ago. Now, what is this, Ron? Like you just look stupid. You just, you just look stupid right now. Yeah. And this is what I told Colby on Tuesday. Ron has always struggled when it comes to quarterback decisions. This man, this is the guy that did go with Cam Newton, and uh, didn't really know how to handle that whole situation. Yeah. And let that whole situation blow up in front of his That's face. Like, yeah, he was going between Kyle Allen and Cam Newton. <laughs> like, dude, Cam Newton was watching so, that, but it's still Kyle Allen. Come on, Kyle Allen. So, but yeah, give me, give me the Browns here. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off of Ron. That's fair. All right, on to, uh, I guess a better game, maybe. Um, Saints at the Eagles. Eagles six and a half point favorites. Um. I don't know if they've said that. I'm assuming Hertz is out again this week. I don't think they've have they said officially Minshew's starting. Okay, no. I don't think so, but I don't think it matters. I mean, the Saints have won two in a row. There's no way that Dennis Allen and Andy Dalton are going to get three in a row. The Eagles win this game. They basically lock up the division and pretty much the one seed. Um, whether it's Minshew or Hertz, I think the Eagles roll here, and they have the Saints pick. So there's even added incentive because if they win, they get a better pick and the one seed. Um, the Saints, as I, I said on Tuesday, they just pissed me off. They, I said Dennis Allen should be tried for for war crimes for making 
Andy Dalton started the whole year. You're telling me Jameis couldn't have gone six and nine and been way more fun. You're out of your mind. Um, give me the Eagles here minus the six and a half. You already hear folks. First, folks, Colby does not care about Jameis Winston's back problems. He wants him out there playing football. And uh, I think we all agree. We do want Jameis Winston out there to play for us. But it does suck what happened with him, though, at the same time with New Orleans. Because I think he got hurt during the whole Tua thing as well. So, yeah. But off of that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Eagles as well. To pretty much, I think this is the one where they lock it up. But, man, the Saints, they're putting up a fight. And I wouldn't be surprised if they fought to the end on this one either. But I think this one might get – I think the spread is correct on this one. Fuck the Saints. They pissed me off. Dennis Salas can fuck off not put in Jameis or even Taysom. Oh, man, he did put him in a little at the Cleveland game, but, like, still, dude, give us some fun if you're going to be boring like this. And Eagles, I think they lock it up. They get the one. They get the division. As well as Kobe alluded earlier, they get a higher draft pick. <laughs> so, give me the Eagles here. All right, we're all in agreement. Greens there. Okay, on to another disgusting matchup. Very disgusting matchup, but it has at least one interesting thing about it. Cardinals at the Falcons. Falcons are three-point favorites. Colt McCoy back under center for Arizona. Game three of the Desmond Ritter era. Christian, we talked about it on Tuesday. I actually watched a good bit of the Ravens-Falcons last week because I wanted to see how Ritter looked. I'm sure you were watching as a Ravens fan. Like, it was a lot better than his first game. And, like, it was, scored it nine was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot better, but it still wasn't, like – it's much improvement. <laughs> great. I did think – I did like – I was watching. I was like, okay, like, he's big. He made some nice throws. Like, there's something. I, I want to see more. Like, if he continues to improve, who knows. Um, I've been on the Falcons the last two weeks. Um, one and two, they didn't – they covered the first week. They did not cover against Baltimore, even though they had many opportunities to win that game. But Arizona has nothing left to play for. Their coach is probably out after the year. Um, and Atlanta, like, this feels like a good opportunity for Desmond Ritter to get a nice feel-good first win. I, I've obviously picked him all three weeks. He's been the starter against the spread. This is the first time they're favored. But Arizona's just horrible. So, um, I'll take Atlanta. Desmond keeps improving. Minus the three, even. I, I still like the Falcons. I like the Falcons as well. I agree with everything you pretty much said there, Cole. Uh I like to see Desmond get that first win. This is a Cliff Kingsbury uh, Cardinals team that doesn't know how to win in the winter. So, uh, yeah, uh, pretty much this pretty much does spell out all the all the makings of a hopeful first career win for him. I am in agreement as well. I want to take the Cardinals for the JJ Watt like push, but I'm thinking I'm gonna save that for next week. Um, probably just go out for flair wise on the story narrative, but Desmond's. I, I hope he gets his first win. It's in Atlanta as well, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, let's go Desmond. He made a couple throws that were good, but then there was a, quite a bit that weren't so good. So, like, it was, like, average. It wasn't really much to go about. So, hopefully he has a good game here. So, yeah, give me Falcons. Do you think, Christian, um, that Desmond Ritter will be their starter next? Would you give him a full year next year? Because I think me and Jalen both said we would because we also don't. I would? But I have a feeling they won't, because they're weird like that. They are kind of. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shocked if they. I think they should, but I just have some weird feeling they bring in a veteran or some shit just to keep going until Desmond's fully ramped up. But I think it's just 
hey, let it go, man. It's a second year boy. Just let him, let him fly. They have so many holes on their roster too, as well. Like, do not you're rebuilding anyway. Like, what's the harm? Okay, on to another meaningless game: Jacksonville at Houston. Um, the Jags are in the same position Tennessee is in. I believe Trevor Lawrence is still gonna play. I think. Yeah. Um, the Jags are four point favorites on the road. I mean, I love Houston here. I We talked about it earlier in the year when they played. The Jags haven't beaten Houston in, what, like the last nine games or something? It's like I'd have to go back and look. But the Texans have dominated them recently. The Jags, I think, are in the same spot as Tennessee. They'll probably be resting some people. It really has no meaning in this game. They've been red hot, and they're a better team. But Houston got that second win last week, and they've had the Jags number. I think they get them again. Um, I think Houston gets a third win. I like them plus the points. I, I I love Houston here. I disagree. Um, I I am very inspired by what Doug Peterson was saying this week. Uh, there is no such thing as a rest game in the middle of the regular season, especially when you have a young Jaguars team who is humming right now. Why would you pull them out and stop what you got building with them? Why would you do that? If you're going to risk injury, sure, that's reasonable. But that was the only thing that even he said that he would pull them out for is only if they're injured. So – I like the attitude of Doug Peterson. This is a rivalry game. He probably understands that, that they need to break this little curse. No hiccups going into the playoffs. Taking the Jags. I really want to take the Jags. I really do. I think they're humming. I love it. I see it out of – but, as Kobe alluded, Texans do have their number, and they have to keep riding that until Jags break it. It's it's weirdly – I don't know why they always have their number. It's the weirdest thing. Um, but – Texans could shoot themselves in the foot if they do win this. Because if I'm not mistaken, if they lose and the Bears lose, I think the Bears take that one. Yeah, because the Texans got the tie. <laughs> the Texans have the tie. So, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes. That would be quite an interesting scenario if Chicago ends up with the number one pick. Well, where that. do you go? Where, where do you go with that? I'm very intrigued. I think you trade it for uh, all for someone who wants a quarterback. USA, you, you trade back for someone wants someone's going to want to jump for you know a quarterback and take a chance on Bryce Young probably. And I mean, I wouldn't, but someone else would stupidly do. So I think. So yeah, give me give me Texans at the plus four. All right, I'm with you on that, Christian. Speaking of the Chicago Bears, it is round two of the Colby's cursed game. Um, my four-week Bears winning streak did come to an end last week as they did not cover the Buffalo spread, even though it looked like they were going to for a while. And it's my other cursed team. They're at the Detroit Lions. Lions favored by six. Lions have everything to play for. They're still very much alive in the playoffs if they get the win. Uh, the Bears, as Christian just said, could still have a shot at the number one pick if the Texans win another game. Um I mean, I like Detroit here. This is going to be a, an interesting one. Six feels almost like too many, which gives me a little bit to pause, especially in a division game. But coming off how how badly the Lions got embarrassed last week and they're back at home where they're so much better, I, I think the Lions roll and get a nice bounce back. Dan Campbell, I think they're going to be fired up. They got to have this and set up a, a massive showdown with Rodgers week 18. So give me the Lions here, even minus six. I'm with you. They got to get their head straight for Rodgers next week, um, especially after they got it spun, spun around them last week against the Panthers of all teams. But 
Uh, I kind of predicted they would cool off, but I also said they would get ready to bounce back and play those Packers here in a couple of weeks. So this is that get right game, and I'm going with the Lions as well. Give me the Detroit Lions. I uh, think. I mean, the, the Bears. You have to be in like tank mode, right? Like you, you have to know there's some possibility you could get that pick, man. Like you know, don't get that first down. You know, kind of whisper in that ear. You know, we can get someone good for y'all. And Lions bounce back game, and then hopefully, hopefully, hey, think about it. A flex game Sunday night football next week. Detroit Lions against the Green Bay Packers for the seventh spot, depending on if, you know, the Commanders lose as well. That could be be a really good Sunday night football game to cap off the regular season. I didn't even think that would be electric. That would be electric. Washington does lose one of their last two. That literally – and the Packers and Lions both win. We'll get to the Packers. Um, Yeah. Literally before – Yeah, I think – is it at Lambeau or is it at Detroit? They're all at Lambeau. Oh God! Oh, that's gonna be all at Lambo. No way, Lions. Oh, that would be all at Lambo. But imagine, imagine Detroit taking it away though from Aaron Rodgers at Lambo though. You know the fans be buzzing. I would. Uh, I hope. Yeah, give me, give me Lions. That would be great. All right, so we're all on the Lions. Um, all right, we got three more one o'clock games. Another big playoff implication games in the AFC. Dolphins at the Patriots. Patriots two and a half point favorites. Dolphins trying to snap their four game skid when they were once a proud eight and three team. They're now eight and seven and in jeopardy of missing the playoffs if they lose this one. Uh, it's Teddy Bridgewater starting as two is again concussed. I mean, I go back and forth because the Dolphins have had their number and I do think the Dolphins are overall a better team. But in Foxborough, Patriots have been skidding. I, I like the Patriots here, even though they're swallowing the two and a half, and I don't love Mac Jones or their defensive guys calling offense. And this, I don't trust the Dolphins in this cold weather. It's been free falling. No disrespect to Teddy. I think he could very well get it done. Um, but I just feel like this is a game the Patriots win and really, really slop up the race for the seven seed. Uh, I'm going with the Dolphins just. Honestly, this is a tough one for me to pick because I I really think that this team as a whole unit is better. They got the explosiveness if, if Teddy can hit them. Um, but most importantly, I just think that the Dolphins, they have their number, and I think they can snap with that little streak that the Patriots have of not losing consecutive back-to-back games. I think they're like 3-0 and or something like that. They haven't lost two in a row for a while. So I'm gonna hopefully the, I'm going to put my bet on the Dolphins to break that. Well, they have lost. They just lost. Their, is it like three in a row? You mean because the Patriots have lost their last two? Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's three in a row. Yeah, both both of them are losing three straight nights. So someone's gonna break it. Give me the Patriots. I like. I I can't take this Dolphins team right now, and the health concerns they put Tua in, like it's not a good look on Mike McDaniel or anyone on the Dolphins right now, just because it's. He played, and there was, I saw on Twitter, a lot of people did point out before even the game was over, they're like, the two of them can cuss on this play, and now it was that play that they pointed it out itself. That is, that's awful. That's awful that you, you, this is three concussions in one year. You have to shut them down for the whole season. You, the competitive drive out of them, I know it's, you know, sport, it's what you do, but you have to think what's ahead of yourself. Like, you, you have to, you have to shut it down. And, and, the, and several athletes have gone on to 
podcasts and his talk shows and talked about it and they, they generally put it out like they're, they're like no matter how much you want to be out there you have to think about the future so quite disappointed in how the Dolphins have handled that um so give me the Patriots I think it's a bounce back game I don't trust Teddy um he looks good for only a couple of drives and he'll just dash out the rest of the time so Think I think Bill Bill hasn't had enough of their bullshit and finally has some talks some sense into them. So give me Patriots here. All right, I'm with you on that. Okay, kind of weird that this game is at one o'clock. I would have thought this would be a four o'clock game. Gross matchup. The Kansas City Chiefs home against the Denver Broncos. Chiefs twelve and a half point favorites. Broncos first game post firing of Nate Hackett after that. Nat Hackett after that uh, Christmas Day slaughtering that they received at the hands of Baker Mayfield. Mm, This could be a weird game where they get inspired from firing the coach, even though the Chiefs are obviously way better. 12 and a half is a lot of points. I'm going to, and the Broncos actually played okay against the Chiefs last time. Russell Wilson had his best game. Going to take the Broncos plus 12 and a half. I think they get a little bit of a spark from firing Hackett. They don't win. But I think they can cover 12 and a half. That's a big line. Um, I don't see how the Broncos offense is going to get anything going against this Chiefs defense that just figured it out last week on how to pull away from teams. So I'm going to go ahead and say the Chiefs activate their playoff mode and they're not going to mess around with their food and they're going to cover that big spread as well. 12 and a half points. Uh, it's going to be good enough for me to not even turn on the game myself. I think it's just a, it's a coach's fire and cover game. I think Broncos are just doing enough to cover. <laughs> I'm just gonna go off the motive that they're like, you know what? Let's let's play for this interim coach that we really have no idea. See, I don't believe position. that though. I don't believe that they had, they already knew this guy. That interim coach was the guy that's been calling plays for Nate Hackett this whole time. It's that old dude they hired mid uh... in like week two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, they already know that. Uh, yeah, they already know uh, that. So he helped and they already the, have the oh, same quarterback. God. What's different is you're, there's nothing different. You're still running with Russell Wilson. You're still getting the same play caller. What's different going on here? Yeah, you fired Nate Hackett. You still got Russell no, Wilson I'm, pissing I'm people switching, off. I'm switching. I'm that's switching. My pick like, now. <laughs> I'm switching my pick now. The Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. That this is. This is breaking news to me that this man was the one that was in the higher clock half of the time. Broncos. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, no, they're, yeah, give me, give me they're, I can't do that, no. Yeah, their interim coach is the guy, the old man that they hired to help Nate Hackett out midseason. That was their interim were. coach. So Stick with my pick, but he makes me. Hey, man. Okay. All right. The last game of the 1 o'clock slate. Two teams that used to have Manning brothers. They now certainly don't. Colts at the Giants. It's Nick Foles and Jeff Saturday. Against Dayball and Daniel Jones, over under 38 and a half. I believe that's the lowest of the week, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no. There's a low. Oh, well, we'll get to the one that's lower. Um, I think we do, yeah. yeah. We'll get to the one that's lower. Um, so the Giants are five and a half point favorites at home. If the Giants win, they lock up a playoff spot. I mean, we all saw Nick Foles on Monday. We've all seen Jeff Saturday coaching for the last, what, like seven, eight weeks. Uh it's not working. The Colts are bad. They're trying to get a better draft position for a quarterback. The Giants, if they win, they finally get back to the play. The Giants, 
as Jalen and I said on Tuesday, I was impressed with the, they nearly had Minnesota in that game. I was impressed with how the Giants played, even though they lost. Um, I like the Giants here. I think they take care of business and lock up a wild card spot. Props to Brian Daywall. Very impressive what he's done this year. Yeah, I'm with you, Colby. Dave, this will be one of those games where he'll probably do a coaching clinic on Jeff Saturday. Um, he gave Kevin O'Connell a run for his money last week. So I definitely see Dave all taking full advantage of that and showing I don't think they're going to struggle, really. It's going to be maybe a little entertaining because it is, you know, the Giants roster. You know, it's still not the best. But um, Dave all gets these guys going. They get that playoff berth. And we get to talk about Daniel Jones in the playoffs. Yeah. Give me Giants easily here. Colts stink. Case close. That's it. All right. Fair enough. That, you know, who would have thought we would see Daniel Jones in the playoffs? It looks like we just might. Okay. Um, On to the 4 o'clock slate. This is actually a big game. Both teams hanging by a thread. This is what you call a loser leaves town game. Jets at the Seahawks, both 7-8, and eight, both in the running for the final wild card spot in the conference, but – they need to take care of their business, and they're going to need some help as well. Seahawks are one-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. Um, Geno's come back down to earth a little bit the last couple weeks. Um, the Jets have a really good defense. And Mike White is back. Even though it's a cross-country game, which is a little concerning, I do think the Jets have a better roster. They have a really good defense. And with Mike White back, I think they do enough offensively. They, they, they take care of business. I like the Jets here to beat Seattle even minus a point and a half. I'm with you. I'm taking Jets as well. Um, I, I had the same concerns. It's the long flight, and, and you got a quarterback coming off of, uh, you know, pretty much getting folded out there by Matt Milano. So it's going to be interesting. I think it, I think this one's going to be really close and down to the wire. But at the end of the day, I just don't believe in Geno to pull this one out. Give me the Jets. I, I'm Gino's come back to reality, <laughs> and that Jets defense—they're they're elite. They're really good. I love them. Quentin Williams, that dude is a dog. But yeah, so give me the Jets easily here. All right, we're all on the Jets there. Okay, on to the next one. It's it's Jared Stidham for some reason. Niners at the Raiders after the Raiders basically told you they're probably going to try to move on from Derek Carr. Uh, the Niners are nine and a half point favorites on the road. I mean, that is a big number, but it doesn't matter. It's Jared Stidham. Give me the Niners here easily. The Brockett ship has been rolling. He's going to keep on rolling. Love the Niners here, even minus all those points. This The, the Raiders are going to lose these last two games without Derek Carr. And I honestly think it's weird that they're moving on from him, even though he's had a bad year. I think it's a little disrespectful given all he's had to put up with since he's been on the Raiders. Yeah, I'm going to go with the 49ers as well. It's a crazy spread, <clears throat> but what's there really to play for if you're that Raiders team? You just lost your soul and heartbeat with Derek Carr, and now that you're expected to play with Jared Stidham with the expectation of you're looking to evaluate for young quarterback talent in the future. Um, Carr just walks out. Devontae Adams drops a heartfelt speech on Instagram. It's not looking good for the Raiders. Simply put, I'm taking the Niners. Give me the Niners easily. Um, I hate the Raiders move. What they did to Derek Carr. That man has, I mean, sure, he hasn't played the most elite ball at times with Derek. Um, but 
he's he's been their lifeblood through some of these years. The rough edges, like I I don't like the move at all. I think it's pretty classless. Just let the man finish it out. Yeah, if you want to move at the end of the season, yeah, move at the end of the season. Are you gonna put Stidham in? Stidham? Jesus, like come on, and how, Devontae, how are you feeling right now? You you left you left Green Bay. And you went to, to Las Vegas, and now you may not be with the quarterback that you wanted to go in there an entire time with. So, future Colt, their car, it's it's in the stones. So, and maybe Devontae Adams to go with him, man. Maybe Devontae is just gonna hitch his wagon with him, be like, you know what, screw this place. I mean, the only <laughs> Colby. I mean, the, the reason why he came there was for quarterback stability. That's out the door now. That's out the door. Yeah. The only main thing that he's been he's going to be there is for a pitching point for other quarterbacks now. That's what he is. He's just going to be a pitching. He's that's all he is. He's going to be a pitch to Tom Brady. It's going to be a pitch to Jimmy Garoppolo. Brady, I'm imagining. And if 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 the Raiders are looking towards the draft for your QB, welcome to Vegas, Max Duggan, because it's they're going to have a mid-pick, and oh. Max Duggins probably fits that mold right there of the type of quarterback they're looking for. I yeah, I would feel so down. bad for Devontae, man. If he had to go Max through a rookie Duggan. quarterback, I, I don't Max think that's Love him, but he's a college quarterback. I saw a thing today. He's projected as like a sixth-round pick. No. 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 He's not. He's Remember, not. Kobe hates Big Twelve quarterbacks. Don't let him. Don't let him fool. No, I don't. I like. I've liked Big Twelve. He had his doubts about Brock Purdy for three weeks, and I, I think like, this is still the third week. Mahomes, <laughs> Baker. I love all the Oklahoma QB. I'm just telling you. I'm not a scout, but I'm just telling you that like Max Duggan is not going to go in the I've first. I've seen. Round. I've seen him go in the first round in a couple mocks. I will bet you uh, any money that Max Duggan will not go. In. <laughs> Any amount of money you can give blank check, get Max. Welcome, welcome to Vegas, Toss and Tejo <laughs> for James <laughs> Madison, baby. There's four, four guys that might, three that will definitely go. Probably four. We'll we'll talk some draft later, but no, Max Duggan, <laughs> love him. He's had a great year, but he's not going in the first round, or probably even the second or third round. <laughs> All right. Max Duncan in first round. Okay. On to ho, 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 one of the most fun games of the week. The devil who wouldn't die, at least in Jalen's eyes. Mr. Rogers is in his neighborhood. He's a three-point favorite against Jalen's beloved 12-3 and Vikings, who are 12-3 and and an underdog against the 7-8 and Packers. He's trying to run the table and get that last spot. Jalen and I talked about this on Tuesday that it's looking more and more likely like it could happen. Packers favored by three. Jalen, you want to go first or you want us to go first? I'm taking the Vikings. Um, I, I don't mind you going first. I'm going to take the Vikings uh, just because dude, we've been in this spot. We beat the Packers pretty soundly the last time at our own crib. I think that this is the time Kevin O'Connell said we need to beat this game because it's a big prove-it game for us you know, to push the Packers out of elimination. This Packers team is very, very on gear right now. They're playing their winter football formula. And if we go into Lambeau and beat them and shut them down, I think that will help silence a lot of critics. So I like how we're underdogs because that proves that point even more. Um, 
fair. I respect it. Um, but I disagree. I mean, the Vikings also, one, the Packers are hot right now. Two, the Vikings are going to drop one of these. They're, they are due to lose one of these weird close games. They've been on a roll. They're 12-3. and three. It doesn't take away from what they've done. They have a lot less at stake here. Two seed, three seed is at stake, like you said, with the Niners on your tail. But, I mean, Rodgers is hot right now. The Packers are hot. Even though Rodgers hasn't been amazing, it just feels like the Packers are going to get this one and set up that Week 18 showdown with Detroit. Give me the Packers here. No disrespect to the Vikings, who I think are a better team overall. But the Packers are rolling right now, and they got to have it. So I'll take the Packers, even minus three. I agree, Colby. The Vikings team, this is Vikings team, way better than them in every aspect of this game. However, the bookie man is alive, and we all thought he was dead. We all wrote them off. Looked dead. He looked dead. He looked dead. And this motherfucker is somehow in the position to get the goddamn playoffs. Like I, I, I don't know how they pulled this off. And he well, they played the Rams, and then they played a concussed Tua. That's how they pulled And the Bears. Off. That is true. They haven't had the hardest schedule. But yeah, still. I was about to say, it's <laughs> not a surprise. <laughs> so, it's at Lambeau. And, God, it's, I'm going to take the Packers minus three just because it's – the Vikings are, like, kind of kind of due for that one drop. I'd rather have it now. Just so the announcers don't have that jinx in the playoffs. <laughs> Just have one now. Ooh, and that don't I don't want to have to hear freaking Jim Nance going, Oh, the Vikings are 13-0, one possession game. And then he just screws the Viking. Once the announcer knows that you all Viking fans are gonna kill that guy. <laughs> time they say 13-0, one possession games. So yeah, Packers. All right. Well, hey, Jalen, this, yeah, yeah. this is setting you up for the potential to have a very big victory lap on Tuesday if the Vikings do prove us wrong. So you maybe will have that to look forward to. That's going to be a fun one. I am. It will be. It will be a good one. That's America's game of the week for a reason. Oh, and yeah. they should. And they should. And they should. If they beat the Packers, Vikings game should. It should be. Okay. Well, if that's America's game of the week, um, this one is certainly not. This is the game that got flexed out to instead uh, so we could see two of the worst offenses in football. <laughs> uh, it's the battle of LA, the Rams at the chargers chargers, six and a half point favorites. They play in the same stadium and neither of them really get that many fans to come to their games. Even though the Rams just won the super bowl. Um, the Rams are coming off that Christmas day massacre of the Broncos where Baker had like maybe the best game of his career. Um, up there talking about Josh Dobbs aerospace engineering right now. Um, at a 4.0 at Tennessee. Damn, that's impressive. Okay. So this is disgusting. The Rams pulled it off last week. The Chargers have clinched a playoff spot. Herbo will finally be in the playoffs. Love to see it. Um, Chargers win this game. Come on, they're better. The Chargers are in a prime spot to get that first wild card spot, potentially. And you want to get it in the AFC because no disrespect, but you're, the difference between five and six is probably greater than ever this year. Because if you get five, you're going to Jacksonville or Tennessee. If you get six, you're going to either Buffalo, Cincinnati, or Kansas City. So you want to get the five. <laughs> you want to get the five seed. Chargers need it. Rams have nothing to play for. Give me the Chargers. 
Uh, I'm taking the Chargers as well. Uh, dang, that is a huge, huge change of pace. But get, I think Jacksonville's still no laughing joke. That's the Prince of Promise. Oh, yeah, no, no, you know, that's no, yeah, no laughing joke is just yeah. verbal. I think I think the AFC playoffs. If if we get the Jacksonville Jaguars and all teams stand. I think as is, it would be a pretty electric one, uh, just to say, just to say the least. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say Chargers. Rams come back to reality after dropping a 50 burger on uh, the Broncos. Give me Chargers. Uh, I mean, Rams, we did not see that coming out of them last week. No, I don't think any of us would have saw that at all. That absolute whooping they gave to them. And who knows? Maybe that Ram team does come out again. Maybe they, you know, Baker somehow catches fire at the end of the season, and now we're heading into the next season of a QB controversy for no reason. Oh, I would love that. I was telling Colby Baker would be a great backup for Stafford next season. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm -hmm. It would be a fabulous backup. But, you know, there still would be whispers like, hey, does Matthew Stafford still have it? Baker could actually, you know, lead this Mm -hmm. team. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's, like, I, as much as I would love to take the Rams here, I mean, Chargers six and a half, and you got to fight for that flat spot pretty much of the AFC. So, yeah, Chargers six and a half. Uh, now, this is the one thing I would say, though. Herbo's going to be in a lot of pressure if he does have to go to Jackson. That uh, game yeah, is going to be yeah. Trevor Lawrence versus Herbo. First game, it's going to be the first person to win the playoff game between those two. Whoever comes out will get their first playoff win. And they will already have their over over another elite quarterback in their uh, quarterback group too. It's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a huge game for Herbo if he pulls that one off. For Lawrence, I don't think there's as much pressure on him, but for Herbo, definitely more on him. No, yeah, I completely agree with that. Okay, now the good stuff. The lowest over under of the week. The game somehow uh, yeah. for some reason flexed. Why? 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 Why did this game get flexed in the summer? Rivalry. Why? Did... The best rivalry in all the leagues. <laughs> franchises who love defense and offensive coordinators who are not very good at their jobs. It's the Steelers and the Ravens live from Baltimore. Ravens, two and a half point favorites. And Jalen, it feels only appropriate that we let you go first here. Since yes, please. To be able to give a non-biased answer. Yes, please. Um, minus two and a half for Baltimore. I had to sit here and think for a minute on this because both these offenses stink. I, I really, I, I don't know what's going on with if I would know this for a fact. If Lamar was playing, I would already have my answer for this game. He's not. We don't know what's going on with Lamar, and I'm I'm excited to hear what uh, what is to be said for the Baltimore side of things. Um, that being said, Baltimore did clinch their playoff berth. Pittsburgh is fighting for Mike Tomlin's record, taking the fighting Tomlins to keep that record alive. Let's go. Oh, I mean, you know, I'm going to be biased, but I have to agree with you here because it is Tyler. And I do agree. If it was Lamar, different story, but it's looking like it's Tyler Huntley again. The Steelers, like we said, the first time they played a few weeks ago, Mitch Trubisky literally handed the game to the Ravens. The Steelers outplayed them. Should have won that game. And Mitch Trubisky literally handed it to him because Pickett got knocked out. Pickett is back. He's coming off. He was a little rough. It, was, it wasn't the prettiest game in that freezing cold against the Raiders, but he was ice cold money on the last drive and came through in the clutch. I like Pickett. I think he's gonna be good. I believe. I've seen I've seen the good I've seen him get better. I'm happy with what I've seen. 
it's Tyler Huntley. The Steelers off defense can hold him low to a low scoring game. I think as long as Pickett doesn't get knocked out again, he'll do enough. He's better than Mitch Trubisky. Give me the Steelers getting points to get a revenge win. Keep the Tomlin record alive. And their slim, slim playoff hopes, which may be over by the time they play this game, depending on what happens with all those AFC East teams. Why the fuck did this game get flexed in prime time? Like, why? 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 I understand. It is one, I understand it's one of the best rivalries in football. Yes, I understand that. But I think Steeler and Ravens fans can both agree. Why the fuck is this in prime time? Yeah. <laughs> these two offenses absolutely have the most Mickey Mouse coordinators in the goddamn game right now. They're both battling against each other to see who's worse. Who can who can grab who can do another dump off play? A five yard dump off play more than the other one. Oh, you did five yards? Oh, let me do a four yard dump off. Like, why? Why is the goddamn game is and I, when I saw that, I was legitimately pissed off. I was like, I was like, I was like, what? There was a, there was better options. There was way better options. And you're gonna give us this? You're, you're begging for a snooze fest because not only do these games always always hit the under, they always do. There's always like a 10, 13 game, and we got goddamn Tyler Huntley again. Because Lamar hasn't still hasn't practiced yet, so I'm, I'm under the assumption that Tyler Huntley is going to be once again on the go. <laughs> my only hope is that we're wearing our black unis, so that's my only hope. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm going to have to take Baltimore. To happy, <laughs> even, I, even I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I don't like it at all in the slightest. I really want to take Steelers two and a half just for the satisfaction to be like, oh, okay. I did call it, and you know, I didn't expect it. But this is gonna be such an ugly game. I'm really just banking on the defense. Really, that's it. Banking on the defense and J.K. Dobbins. That's about it. First one, seventeen. The thing thing is, Steelers know, like they they have to know now, right? Like if that we're running the ball, like if if they fuck up again and don't realize we're running the ball, it's their fault. It is their fault. If we uh, win this game, we didn't win this game. Steelers lost that game. Steelers I mean, lost the first game. Time. So it could very well happen again. Um, you know, I agree. Like, and that's another thing. Like, if Lamar was for sure playing, then yeah, it would make a little more yeah. sense. Yeah, like, a little make a little sense. Like, I've and I, I think I, I know I speak for you, Christian. I'm sure I speak for everyone when I say I think I've seen enough Tyler Huntley for one lifetime. I don't need to see any more. Guess we're gonna keep kidding. <laughs> pisses me off, dude. He doesn't know when to throw out of bounds. Like it, like he, he'll run off. He'll get out of the pocket. And you clearly see there's a defender running at him, and he'll be like, "Oh, let me. I there's I can just throw it up. No, let me just take the goddamn sack. No, throw it away. The goddamn ball <laughs> frustrates me. There's gonna be a very frustrating game to watch. I'm gonna think. I'm gonna have to think my Ravens here. Like I can't. I can't. Like I. <sighs> That's gonna be good. America's gonna be heated. I'll be watching it intense. This is gonna be such a pissed off. Like I'm gonna get both sides are gonna get pissed off real quick when we see Matt Canada doing a five yard dump off, and then Greg Roman comes off with a full back wheel route. <laughs> These two guys love short passes. Matt Canada is addicted to book, that book, book a Pat, Pat Ricard. In a Derek Watt TD parlay. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I, nah, I always don't really give Derek Watt the ball. 
This game is calling for fullbacks to get a touchdown. <laughs> That's true. Oh man, that's gonna be fun. Um, I I laid it out for Jalen uh, on Tuesday. I'll just tell you because, as I said, the Steelers could be eliminated by the time this game starts, depending on what happens. The playoff scenario is simple. They need a very specific set of circumstances. They have to win against this game and against the Browns next week, and then they need the Patriots to beat the Dolphins and the Seahawks to beat the Jets this week. Then they need the Bills to also beat the Patriots next week and the Jets to beat the Dolphins so that all those AFC's teams go 8-9 and nine and we go 9-8. and eight. It's a long shot. That's <laughs> a long shot. I mean, the thing is, I mean, Baltimore could be playing. They're like, hey, we can get Mike Palm his first loser season. That's probably the motivation that's going in right now. True. Okay. That would be big for the franchise to hand that to him too, though. That No, that's true. It would be. All right. And the final game of the week. And, you know, as much as we've bagged on some of these primetime games we've had lately, got to give the NFL and ESPN credit for this one. It's a Monday nighter that's probably as good a game as we've had all year. Bills at Bengals. Speaking of offense, these two are good, mostly. Uh, the Bills are one-and-a-half-point favorites in Cincinnati somehow, which feels really weird to me. Both red-hot, two of the top teams in the league. Jalen and I both have the Cornball Bengals at the top of our power rankings. Um, I mean, I don't understand how the Bills are favored in this game, even though it's only one-and-a-half, so I'm slamming the Bengals here. I will be taking those Bills. Because they are on a mission to prove that they are still AFC's number one team. Um, I'm gonna be going. I'm gonna have to say that the Bills are playing with a bunch of with a bunch of fire. I know the Bengals beat the Chiefs, but if the Bills beat the Bengals. Then you got yourself this whole little trifecta thing going on in the AFC where awesome. oh the Bengals. I know, but then I was about to say the Bengals, Bills would have beaten both the Chiefs and the Bengals, and you know those two Bengals beat the Chiefs. So then we'll be actually having some real conversations about where the Chiefs are while they have that cakewalk in the AFC West. So I'm going to say Bills. This one. This one's like, which cornball do I pick? <laughs> the one more annoying cornball or the one that everyone sucks off cornball? Mm. This one's a toughie. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take the Bills. I'm gonna take the Bills. <laughs> it's like actually, who who's it at? Oh, it's at Cincy. Mm, now nah, still take the Bills. They're underdogs at home. Okay, so y'all are get... Bills. All right. Yeah. So that's whew, that's good. All right. Well, that's the slate. Before we get to the NBA tiers, it's time for all the fun stuff, all the good stuff. As always, to start, Christian, do you have a do list for us this week? Uh, I actually don't have one yet. Give me, <laughs> let's go to the next segment. I'll have one after. <laughs> okay, all right. got you, <laughs> Jalen. <laughs> and that's where we come in, folks. We got the statement and do the statement and upsets. Sorry, we got statement and upsets ready to go ahead and cue us off while Christian loads up his do list. Um, I'll go ahead and start us off with uh, our statement game, and. I was very uh, dedicated on this one, taking my Vikings in a big statement game to officially take a new reign and end the era up in the north. It's a good one. That's a very good one. I was leaning towards uh, that game as well. Um, okay, statement game. 
give me let me get the the Patriots just a statement that they're still alive they're still around and even though they're not fun and they're pretty limited Belichick's always going to have them in the mix if they beat Miami they are got the inside track to a wild card spot to be a big statement even though it is Teddy Bridgewater so I'll take the Patriots for a statement game give me the Lions the Lions will get a statement game and show them hey let's take this to the last week boys we're taking it to we baby so yeah Lions all right, Christian, we're going to go ahead and let you get your upset out the way so you can focus on that do list real quick. Um, upset, give me the Texans. That was going to be mine. <laughs> right, Cole, what you got? That's a good one. Oh, that was going to be mine. Um, I'll take Carolina. Carolina upsets Brady, pulls off the shocker, does it for America. Give me the Panthers for my upset pick. All right. Um, give me the Dolphins. Dolphins running into Patriots. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, do a little contradictory little little pick, a little jab, but uh, yeah, why not the Dolphins? That's a big enough little spread for me to. They're the underdog there. Teddy B H two double O. Good. All right, what do we want to do? The or do you, Christian, you have it ready? Or do you want to do the locks? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So we're gonna be taking first. These actually are gonna start at the four o'clock game. Um, so nothing for the one o'clock game. For four o'clock games, we'll have Brandon Ayuk for the Niners, Dalvin Cook for the Vikings, and then J.K. Dobbins for the Steelers. I mean, the Ravens against the Steelers. All right. Like that. Those that's all seems pretty reasonable. The Ravens ran all over the Steelers last time, so seems pretty reasonable to me. <laughs> I like that. Um okay, what's the order we want to go with for the locks here, Jalen? Um let's go. Let's go, you go first, Colby. You can go first. All right. Oof, there's a, a, a lot of good lines here. I like more favorites this week. Uh, than I usually like. First lock. Mm. I mean, I'm going to take the Niners to cover the nine and a half. That's a lot of points. But Jared Stidham, come on now. Give me the Niners. That's going to be gross. That is going to be a massacring. Uh, oh, here's a fun, fun one. Uh, yeah, Christian, you can go second. Do you want to go second, Christian? Yeah, I got, I got it. Give me, give me Giants. Giants, five and a half. All right, there we go. I didn't have the Giants queued up, so that's perfect. I'm taking the Falcons as my first lock. Uh, I think this would be a perfect time. I thought everything spelled out. It's all spelling out Desmond Ritter for his first career win. And my second lock, I'm all alone on it, and I'm going to stick with my guns. I'm going to take the Jags to play serious football and cover that Houston spread. Christian, back to you. Give me the... Cleveland Browns one and a half is fuck you, Ron Rivera. <laughs> Damn, you took that one. That one I did have. <laughs> we have same quote. <laughs> we have same quote. All right, uh, Colby. Um, give me the Eagles minus six and a half. I hate taking big favorites like this, but I mean, it just feels like they're gonna roll the Saints. They gotta have it. Um, and then for my last one, I gotta take at least one dog here. 
I mean, I almost want to say the Steelers, but I feel like I picked them too much. So give me the Texans plus the four. I feel Ooh. like it's just a weird game. I feel like the Texans are going to continue to have their number. Take Texans plus four. I like it, though. All right. Uh, Christian? Give me the Chargers, six and a half. Ooh. And Colby, I'm surprised you didn't have – I'm surprised you didn't say the Bengals. But I'm going to make this game – I'm going to make it a little interesting here. I'm going to say my last lock is going to be the Bills to really prove their AFC supreme. So, yeah, that will be our three locks of the week. We got a real quick recap. Colby, you went with the 49ers, the Eagles, and Texans. Christian, he went with Giants, Browns, and Chargers. And I went with the Falcons, Jags, and the Bills. All right, Colby, I think it's time to tell the people how the NBA is feeling before the new year. All right. You know, I love this. I've been – Working hard on it. Love the NBA tiers. It's been a really fun season. So we're going to get right into it here. I was a little rushed last time, so I'm glad I got more time this time around. Okay. So we're going to do this like roughly every month or so. Every handful of weeks. So we got the tiers ready. Going into the new year. Uh, we'll get, This was the last tiers we did about the beginning of December, I guess, end of November. Um, there's been some changes. Definitely been a lot of changes across the board. So I'd be interested to give you all a little bit of a chance to respond and kind of critique these as we go. And as Dak just threw an interception. Okay, here we go. We start out, I'm trying to come up with a unique name for the Web and Yama tier every week or every time. So this week it's practicing their French. These teams are all in on Web and Yama. And as you'll notice, it's actually smaller then this tier has been a few teams I feel like have played themselves out of it. It's only four teams. They're the bottom four of the league. You got the Pistons, the Rockets, the Hornets, the Spurs. They're all in full-on rebuilds. The rosters are not good. The Pistons don't have Kate Cunningham. He's out for the year. These teams are bad. They're full-on rebuilding. Uh, they're practicing their French because they're praying to the lotto gods to get Victor Webb the best prospect maybe ever. That's your bottom four in the league. Um, I don't know if anyone has any complaints there. I'm guessing probably not. They're all pretty bad. Nope. <laughs> yeah, they're all pretty bad, yeah. <laughs> all right. So these two teams, this is a small tier. They were in the Web and Yama tier last time, but they've played their way out of it with some nice basketball over the last month. The future is bright, and it's a small tier. It's just the magic and the thunder. Orlando, they've moved ball ball into the starting lineup. He's been awesome. You know how much I love Paolo Bancaro. He's been ridiculous. And the Thunder have been pretty good this year for what their roster is as far as rebuilding. I believe they're like 15 and 19. They're actually better than the Lakers who are above them on the tiers. But uh, SGA is going to be an all-star. He's been ridiculous this year. Um, Both these teams have their number one guy, the future. They've got a lot of interesting young pieces. Franz Wagner for the Magic is also a really nice player, ball ball. And they're both going to get better with their draft picks this year. Both have some growing and proving to do. But they've played a lot better the last month, especially the Magic. And so I feel like they've earned the right to be out of the bottom tier. The future is bright for both these organizations, even though the time's not quite yet. Hmm. All right. No complaints okay. there? Not yet. Not yet. All not right. Yet. Now we get Containing into it well. stuff. Next tier for sale sign. Okay. Oh. These teams are – I just realized I can make the screen bigger. These teams – are looking to make some moves, either because things have not gone well for any of them. They're either got to make moves to improve their roster or to just blow it up. 
And it's a bigger tier. You got the Wizards, Lakers, Bulls, Jalen, your beloved Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Raptors. Oh, yeah. The lowest they've been on the tiers all year. The Wizards, after a pretty good start, it's been an utter disaster. They've fallen apart. They should have traded Bradley Beal years ago and just blown it up. They seem to love being mediocre, but even that's not been good enough this year. They should be trying to sell off any pieces they can and trying to get down to the Webb and Yama tier. The Lakers don't have their own pick. Their roster is just a mess, and they're wasting a great season from LeBron, who's been unbelievable for his age. 80s hurt again. What a shock. This roster is terrible. They've got to do something to tweak it. The Bulls have actually won four or five and are playing better. Could be on watch if they keep it rolling to move up next time we do these tiers, but it's still been a disastrous season. They're still below 500, and I still feel like the ceiling's pretty low with this group, even though I like their pieces. I'd be on the lookout for them to ship probably not Levine, but maybe a DeRozan or a Vucevic or something to one of the teams higher above them on the tiers. Maybe they go full rebuild. They do owe their pick top four protected to the Magic, so that's something to keep an eye on. I mean, your Timberwolves, Jalen, it's been bad. I thought it would be better. Yeah. And I was skeptical of the Gobert fit from the beginning. Gobert's been a disaster. Cat is injured. They got to make some tweaks to this roster. The Gobert trade looks worse by the day. Um, and Ant hasn't taken a step forward, which is a little concerning. Um, I think he's still going to be really good and eventually will get better. But um, it's not going well. So I think they need to make some tweaks to this roster. Not necessarily saying they need to blow it up like the Wizards or the Bulls, but um, – they got to do something. And then the Raptors, the Raptors should blow it up. They have Van Vliet and Siakam who could both, they could get a very good haul for either of those guys if they do decide to blow it up and just try to rebuild around Scotty Barnes. With as good as the top of the East has gotten, the Raptors, they're below 500, has not been a good year. Um, they got to do something. So I think they're a prime team to blow it up. And they have some attractive pieces that could get them a nice haul. All right. I, I I think it's a little I, – I like the Lakers. I like the Wolves take, man. Um, you always say that about the Wizards, that they need to get rid of Bradley Beal. I think that's just like your day, daily gospel. You they wake should. up and look at look – you got like a should. phone notification. Remind myself to remind, tell the Wizards to let go of Bradley Beal. Um, I and agree others. with and all others, of just them. Just him. <laughs> I, I agree with all of them. I just – I'm a little questionable when it comes to the Raptors. I, it's hard for me to believe that they will – sell those those pieces man spicy p or van fleet but it does make sense they are very valuable and i could see him getting getting a haul for him so i think that was the only one that caught my attention really yeah when you got kyle kuzma leading your goddamn team yeah you gotta you gotta blow it up <laughs> they could get some vision was there in person for that <laughs> too all right that's a fair point on the raptors i don't know that any of these teams actually will blow it up but some of them should. The Bulls, I could go either way on. We'll see if they play themselves up. All right, next tier, first round fodder. These are your playing teams. These teams are scrapping for seven and eight seeds to get absolutely waxed in the first round. Portland, Utah, Indiana, Atlanta, Miami. Atlanta, after a hot start, has completely fallen apart. Trey Young's been injured. There's rumors that Trey Young could want out because they've really done a bad job of building this team, if we're being honest. And there's the 10 minute warning. Uh, Miami. They've been better the last couple weeks, but they're still not very good. Their roster just doesn't have enough guys, not enough scoring. They're going to be knocked down the first round as much as we love Jimmy Butler. He's got another year of age. It's been bad. Indiana, I thought, was credit to them. I had them in the Webb and Yamas here to start the year, so they've been a lot better than anyone thought. Their rebuild's ahead of schedule, but it is still a rebuild. I think they're in the play-in. They maybe sneak into the playoffs, but if they do, they're going to get waxed in the first round. And Utah and Portland are great stories. They've both been playing really well. 
Utah has been obviously one of the biggest surprises. They were also in the Webb and Yama tier to start the year. Both have nice rosters, some nice depth, but they don't have nearly the the players or the roster to be able to compete with the top tier teams. So these teams will be your seven and eight seeds and get absolutely waxed in the first round, and the others will lose in the play-in. All right, question. How come the Blazers aren't in the for sale area with Bradley Beal and Damian Lillard? Um, well, because they're not going to move Dame. They just signed him to an extension, and like he just loves to be there. So it doesn't see. It's a little different. Sounds just like Bradley Beal, though. Well, he wants to be Bradley there. He got signed to an extension. The Blazers also have a better team than the Wizards. Like they also have more young pieces that I like. Shaden Sharp is really nice. Amphrey Simmons is really good. The Blazers, I think, are in a little bit of a better spot as far as their core than the Wizards. The Wizards okay. like are not good. Their team is bad. Like the Blazers, at least have some pieces I like. You could make an argument for them to be there, but they're also the Wizards have a, are well below five hundred. The Blazers, I think, are seventh in the West right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. No, they're fighting. Yeah. Okay, so they're in the mix. You could make a case for them to be there, but I do feel like, but they have been better than all those teams in the tier below them. So I felt they deserved to be up this high. All right, all right, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Christian, any complaints there? No, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, why is Portland up there if not? But like, yeah, your reasoning makes sense. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Yeah. All right, this tier is pretty small. Just happy to be here. Oh, I misspelled. <laughs> <laughs> That's very embarrassing. I just made that while I was drinking. Okay, it's a small nice. tier. It's just the Kings and the Knicks. The Knicks actually have the same record as Miami, but I think they're better, even though they've lost their last couple. They have a more deep team. I like more of their pieces. R.J. Barrett's been really good. This year, Randall's been better. Brunson's been good. Quentin Grimes having a nice year. Both these teams are going to get knocked out in the first round, realistically, but they both should solidly be in the playoffs. And for the amount of suffering and heartbreak that these franchises have had to suffer through, especially the Kings, who haven't been in the playoffs since like 2004, um, they're just happy to be here. They know they're probably going to lose in the first round, but these fan bases are loving the ride. The Kings, by the way, are better than the Knicks. The Kings have a nice team. They're the beam team. So these teams aren't really going to go that far, but they're just happy to be here in the mix for the playoffs. And they're better than all the teams below them. (laughs) Wait, is this really Josh Dobbs' first career start? Yeah, he's only made real appearances. (laughs) I thought of all the years he's been backing backing up at the Steelers, he would have started a game. All right, continue, Colton. I didn't even know he was still in the league. He was 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 hosting like a podcast, so it's like whole time, pretty sure. All right, another pretty small tier, Sleeping Giants. One is more asleep than the other. It's the Warriors and the Mavs. The Warriors have actually won their last couple after the Christmas win over Memphis, and they're treading water without Steph. They're back to 500. I think they're 10th in the West. They have a worse record than some of the teams below them, but if we're being honest, they just won the championship, and they are going to eventually get Steph back. It's been a rough, weird year for the Warriors. Um, I don't know how they're going to finish, but obviously they can be terrifying if they get it rolling. And Dallas has the second best player on the planet, Luka Doncic. He had one of the he's had some amazing games. He just had one of the best performances ever. And they're I think six or I think they're seventh in the West. They have a winning record, but they've done a horrible job of building around him. The rest of this roster is not there. But because of Luka, they could be dangerous in the playoffs, as you saw last year. So these teams, even though they've underachieved so far, they are some sleeping giants who could still be dangerous if they get a rolling. No complaints for me. Yeah. I'm saying that man, Luca, literally carried the goddamn team on his back and yeah. the whole rest of the team sucks. Yeah, the Mavs, it's, they need to make some moves. Okay, 
as the old saying goes, fool me once, shame shame on me, or maybe it's shame on you. And fool me, can't get fooled again. These teams are all good, but they fooled me before, and I'm not going to buy into it again. It's the Sixers, Clippers, and the Suns. They're all will have solid seeds in the playoffs. Will be comfortably in there. They've all got superstars at, at some one level or another. Really good players, but the Sixers you can't trust. Embiid is, is amazing. Who knows what we're going to get from Harden down the stretch and Doc Rivers. The Clippers could be higher, but Kawhi, you never he's been playing lately and they've been better, but you never know with his health. And Paul George also has had injury concerns. And the Suns, uh, they've been pretty good this year, but not great. And you saw the collapse last year. As you said, they're kind of tough to trust down the stretch. So even though all these teams are good, I've fallen for it before. And I'm not going to again. I don't believe that any of these teams will end up making deep playoff runs. Do you think Harden's going to Houston? No, that's so weird. I think that's got to be <laughs> deployed to get more money or something. I don't think Houston. I think so too. I, I thought the same thing. Him. Houston, I don't think want would want him anyways. I was about to say mess up with the whole core thing that they got going on. All right, but no complaints for me on these so far. All right, this is another small tier. A year too soon. Both these teams are awesome. They're near the top of their respective conferences. For the Pelicans, they're tied for the one seed. But realistically, as fun as they are, as exciting as both the Cavs and Pelicans are with their young talent, um, they've never had playoff experience really as a core. The Pelicans got bounced in the first round last year, and they didn't even have Zion. So as much as I love these teams and think they're going to be competing for and potentially winning championships down the road, it probably feels like a year where they'll get to the second round or so, maybe the third even, but are going to have to take their lumps. It's just a year too soon for either for me to see either of these teams winning the title, even though I love both their cores and I think they're both awesome. Uh, still a year too early. Wow, man, that's brutally accurate. Like, the way you just said, the second round exit, when I stared at the Cavs, I was like, that probably sounds pretty accurate, for especially the Pels, too. I feel like the Pels will sweep in the first round, but we'll find some problems in the second, so... Uh, that's that's a, that's a solid take. I like that one. All right, we're almost to the top. Only two more tiers. Legit contenders. All these teams could win the championship, and no one would be surprised. The Bucks, the Grizzlies, the Nets, and the Nuggets. The Nets have, or the Bucks rather, have been in the top tier all year long, but they've been on a losing streak lately. Middleton's hurt again. Holiday's out. Yeah. There's been some rocky spots, so I felt like I had to drop them out of the top tier. The Grizzlies. They're the, currently third in the West, but you know how dangerous they can be when they get rolling. They have jaw. And unlike the Pelicans and Cavs, they did have a little bit more playoff experience. They got last year. They would have been in that tier. It feels like it makes them more dangerous now down the stretch. Credit to the Nets. This is the highest they've been. They're the best team in the NBA since they fired Steve Nash. Jock Vaughn has got <laughs> Kyrie and KD have been balling. Even Ben Simmons is playing pretty well. Um the Nets, they've been rolling. We'll see if Kyrie can stop any more weird stuff from happening, like that time he was anti-Semitic. And the Nuggets are tied for first in the West. Jokic is playing out of his mind. Unbelievable. He's not going to get three straight MVPs, but he has a case for it. And Yoke, Murray and Porter are back. They're deep. Bones Highland has been great off the bench. I, I love what I've seen from my Nuggets. I really think they have a good shot to win the West this year. So these are your legit contenders. I don't think anyone would be shocked if any of those teams won the championship. Uh, I need to see why who deserves to be on top of these teams that's that's what I need to see especially after you just put up the argument for the Nets and Nuggets I need to really see your reasoning for these next two all right well it's not two it's only one team and they're just the favorites look I'm honest they're the best team in the NBA the Boston Celtics 
Um, I thought they would miss Ivan Odoka. They haven't missed him a bit. They smacked the Bucks around on Christmas. Jason Tatum has elevated his game to another level. We also only have a minute left here, so we're finishing in good time. Uh, they're deep. They defend well. The Celtics, they've been the best team all year. I got to give them props for that. They've been unbelievable. They're the best team in basketball right now, and they should be the title favorites. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Colby's tears, less than a minute. I uh, don't know how much time we got for final thoughts, so I'll go ahead and cram mine in. Hope everyone has a good new year and enjoy the new year games for college football as well. Christian, what do you got? Final thoughts. Uh, so I will do have a couple um, stadiums confirmed that I will be going up. So in February, I will be going to Philadelphia and I'll be knocking out the Sixers and the Flyers. And then in, uh, and in April, I'll be making a Pittsburgh trip and knocking out the Pens and the Pirates, hopefully. And then hopefully in March, I do the Capitals for a bobblehead night for Ovi. Um, so I've got a couple couple things to find out. Ooh, Final thought, if I can squeeze it in. I think Mike Tomlin's going to save his record. He's going to win these last two games. Oh, boy. <laughs> and good stuff, everybody. <laughs> Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. Good stuff, boys. Woo. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. If you want more content, follow us on Instagram, where we post weekly pickums and other social media whenever that happens. Also, keep a lookout for our pick'ems list so you can join in on the takes and all the fun. Peace out.